Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131 That's 800-824-5131 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Holy smokes, it's Monday here on this show, and have we ever got a lot, a lot to talk about here today. Mark Ramondi on Twitter, AW star Jeff Hardy arrested Monday in Florida on three charges. The most significant, a DUI, its third offense in the last 10 years, per online court records. That is a third-degree felony. Hardy is currently in custody, $3,500 bond. Hardy's first court appearance, scheduled for 1.30 local time Tuesday. The other charges, driving while license is canceled, suspended or revoked, violating restrictions on his driver's license. Both of those are misdemeanors. Hardy is scheduled for a tag team title ladder match with his brother Matt on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday in St. Louis. Also set to headline AAA's big Triple Mania stadium show in T1 on Saturday. Tag team match with Matt. No word on the status of these matches. This story is uh, just now breaking. So as of this moment, there has been nothing official from AEW. But I would presume that, uh, A, there ain't going to be a ladder match performance by Jeff Hardy on Wednesday. And I guess we'll find out uh, what happens. But uh, this is not good. Obviously, uh, in a lot of ways, I mean, the Tammy Sitch situation, I mean, this guy cannot be driving. He absolutely cannot be driving. And uh, it's amazing when you think about his departure from WWE when he walked out of that match, and they immediately assumed that he must have been on something. And he and his brother and his family, they were immediately like, you know, release the drug test, release the drug test, release the drug test, because apparently he wasn't actually on anything. He just was done with it, and he walked out. And then he goes to AEW, and now here we are. Another DUI arrest, third in 10 years. So, uh, yeah, that's just the beginning of everything we got to talk about here from this insane weekend. So back in a moment with more Observer Live. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? 
Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Let's say life knocks on your door and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, Easy Knock will buy it from you. You get the money you need and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. Easy Knock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. That's 800-245-9187. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, not here. He's attempting to uh, connect. If it uh, does not work, I'll try to reset everything after this break, but I'm not sure how much you'd say in this segment anyway, because there's a lot, obviously, is noted. The situation with Jeff Hardy... Third DUI in 10 years. Third degree felony. $3,500 bond. Court appearance scheduled for Tuesday. Charges driving while license is canceled, suspended, revoked, violating restrictions on the driver's license. I... I don't... know. I mean, as everyone's talking about here today, 
there's Uber, there's Lyft, there's taxis. There's multiple people here on the chat noted. You're Jeff Hardy. You can get a ride. So, as noted, uh, nothing official from AEW. We may hear something during the show. I don't know that they're going to release him, but I would not be surprised if they released him. So, we will see what happens as we get going here today. Now, the only release this weekend, Two Dimes. Troy Two Dimes Donovan released from WWE a, quote, policy, uh, policy issue. And uh, he was told, I guess, to lay low and maybe in a year we can do this again. But he confirmed the release in a tweet uh, Monday morning. Thank you to everybody who has reached out. Mistakes happen. Lessons are learned. A bump in the road does not define me, though. I will be back. So uh, now we just have stacks. And uh, everybody in Legato del Fantasma, who's now part of uh, Tony D'Angelo's crew, uh NXT, uh, this hasn't really been much of a story, but it should be a story. NXT has started touring again, which is good because everybody there, you know, the Tony D'Angelo's and uh, basically everybody with the exception of your Roderick Strong's and such, you know, they need they need to get matches in. They need to work. They need to get on the road. And uh, that began this weekend. And uh, everybody's getting the opportunity to get more ring time in in front of a live crowd. And... Uh, and Tony D'Angelo, uh, this weekend, went down with what appeared to be a shoulder injury. And as of right now, it appears he's fine. Uh, there were essentially two stories out there. One story that he was uh, working the injury. Uh, the other that he was injured, but it actually wasn't a bad injury at all. But he appears to be fine, so so he'll be back on, on, uh, on the show on Wednesday, presumably. And uh, on the subject of that, by the way... Brian Danielson finally did do an interview and admitted that he worked the entire thing uh, when he fell. Actually, it wasn't it wasn't Danielson. It was somebody else who uh, who did the interview. I can't remember. But anyway, they they also confirmed that uh, Brian Danielson never was stuck uh, between the ramp and the ring. Uh, they claimed that he uh, he actually did slip, and then once he slipped and got stuck, uh, he decided he was going to to work it from there. Which, I mean, that may very well be what happened. I, I kind of was under the impression that the entire thing from start to finish was was a work. But suffice to say, he didn't really get stuck. He didn't really injure his leg. He just decided he was going to go with it, and, and he did. So, anyway, he's okay, and uh, Tony D'Angelo appears to be okay. So, uh, that is all good news. Uh, a lot of shows this weekend. We can talk about Rampage later, SmackDown later. Both good shows. Uh, Dominion as well, and uh, there were a number of title changes at the Dominion show. Jay White won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship from Okada after hitting a Blade Runner, and so that means that uh, it is not going to be Hangman versus Okada in a uh, a singles match for the title. It is going to be, we don't know. But probably, probably, a triple threat or a four-way. Uh, my guess is it'll probably end up being Okada, Jay White, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole in a four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. But we'll find out more on Wednesday. But it's definitely not going to be the singles match for the title 
of uh, Hangman versus Okada. We also had Will Ospreay beating Sonata to win the vacant IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And it's a weird story because uh, Juice Robinson had won the title. Juice Robinson was the champion. Juice Robinson then went down with appendicitis. Then, for reasons I cannot explain, they announced that he was going to defend the title at Dominion. But then it turned out he wasn't ready due to appendicitis. But then, because he had been billed as defending the title, now, because these are the rules in Japan, now they have to strip him of the title. So if they just never announced that he was going to defend the title, he would still be the champion right now. So presumably, they wanted to do a storyline where he was stripped of the title, and then obviously he's going to uh, to come back to fight for it when he is better. But uh, the new champion is Will Ospreay. He defeated Sonata. We also have uh, a new never-open-weight champion. Carl Anderson beat Tamatanga to win the title. Uh, so this is the first-ever singles title for Carl Anderson in New Japan. Coming off COVID, by the way, so... So that is that. Uh, we have new IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb beat uh, Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. So probably some sort of match involving Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, FTR, uh, something like that at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And then for the provisional title, uh, it was the King of Pro Wrestling provisional title. And uh, whoever got the most counts in 10 minutes was going to end up the winner, and uh, Shingo beat Taichi, and uh, this match actually was a pretty great match. And if you've watched a lot of the uh, King of Pro Wrestling title matches, they are not usually great matches, but I think the, the key to this one is they had a 10-minute time limit. So they put the clock up on the screen. They only had 10 minutes. They, they actually didn't start going for pinfalls immediately. They kind of built up to it a little bit. And then, you know, they had the, the score on the bottom. And it was funny because uh, the announcers did not trust this scorekeeping that was on the screen. So, you know, Chris Charlton's furiously writing down how many pinfall attempts and numbers each guy had. But uh, it actually was, it was exciting. It was well worked. And, uh, yeah, if you normally avoid the KOPW championship matches, that one actually was pretty good. And then, obviously, the uh, the big one. Because as AW title ramifications, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, in fact, beat Hiroki Goto. So it's going to be uh, Tanahashi versus Moxley for the interim title coming up at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's a spoiler, but um, I'm pretty sure that Moxley's winning that interim championship. I I thought that, like, if it were me, I'd put the belt on Tanahashi. But now I'm not sure I put the belt on Tanashi because the whole reason that they have created this interim title is because CM Punk has uh, uh, surgery on his lower leg, which apparently uh, that was something Jim Ross came up with on the fly as he was doing commentary because I guess they, they use that terminology like in the uh, college football. But anyway, uh, apparently he broke his foot. That's what Max Kasser said at least. But anyway, he's out of action for a while. And since he's he's unavailable, they're creating an interim title. So uh, the issue is, if Tanahashi wins that interim title, he has already been announced for the G1. And uh, that's going to be six weeks exclusively in Japan. 
So I'm not sure if you're going to uh, create an interim title because CM Punk is going to be unavailable and then give it to a guy who's going to be unavailable working the G1. So my presumption is this means that Moxley's going to end up the champion. But uh, we can go over the full lineup for the G1 after the break. There's uh, 28 entrants, four blocks. So uh, everyone's essentially going to have six matches. But they're over there for six weeks for the tour. So it's going to average out to about a match a week. Although, obviously, they got the uh, stuff at the end of the tour as well. But uh, the big name, we all know the big name in the G1 this year. My main man, Filthy Tom Lawler. So anyway, we'll get into all this after the break. Try and get Semper Vivian back in a moment. Observer Live. driving but you don't love your car payment open road lending can reduce your car payment by as much as a hundred dollars a month or more it's easy to refinance your car payment just call today to get your no obligation quote and find out how much you can save to qualify for a lower car payment your car should be less than 10 years old have less than 125,000 miles and you've made at least six on-time payments Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Still trying to get Mike connected, but I'm here. And if we can't get him, maybe you'll be here as well. I'll open up them phone lines. But let's get into the rest of this news here. This is the lineup for the G1. What do you guys think of this lineup? We got Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, Goto, Tamatanga, Shingo, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro, Evil, Filthy Tom Lawler, who got a huge pop, by the way, from the crowd, even though they're not supposed to pop, they did. They gasped. Juice Robinson, Jonah, Yoshihashi, Toru Yano, Ishii, Jeff Cobb, everyone's main man, the great Okan, Will Ospreay, Aaron Hanare, Sonata, Jay White, Kenta, El Fantasmo, Taichi, the Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, who got the biggest pop of anybody, and David Finlay. That's the lineup for the G1. What do you guys think of this lineup? Dave was uh, somewhat uh, let, I don't know if let down is the right word. I don't want to speak for Dave. But anyway, I didn't think it was the greatest G1 lineup of all time. And I would say with, uh, you know, there's no... uh, Ibushi in there, there's no Minoru Suzuki. But you know what? If you look at all of these names, even the ones that aren't like big names, like David Finlay is an awesome wrestler. And, uh, you know, I've seen nothing but great matches from Jonah, New Japan Strong. And uh, I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be a pretty damn good tournament, especially because everyone's going to get more time to rest up between matches. So you know they're going to go out there and they're just going to go nuts. And uh, as noted, there's going to be uh, four blocks. And, uh, yeah, largest number of uh, entrants into the G1 ever. So that's the lineup there. We also have details of the uh, qualifying match for the AEW All-Atlantic 4-Way coming up at Forbidden Door. If you are not paying attention... There's a new belt in AEW, the All-Atlantic Championship. And uh, we got an exclusive match from wrestlers who live on an island in the Pacific Ocean. So what they're going to do is uh, there's there's uh, four matches. The winners are all going to a four-way. So uh, it's going to be two qualifying matches, which will take place on the June 20th New Japan Road card. In Korokin. The first will be Ishii versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and uh, Honma against Clark Connors. The winners of those matches will then face off the following night at Korokin Hall. The winner will then qualify for the four way match at Forbidden Door on June 26th in Chicago. Now, 
I think it's either got to be Clark Connors or Ishii, okay? And I love Clark Connors, but we cannot have a Forbidden Door pay-per-view without Tomohiro Ishii. We just can't. So unless I got another match for that guy if he loses, I mean, he's he's got to be in this match. Now, I could see them doing a different match with him and, uh, and putting Clark Connors in the four-way. I could see them doing that. But uh, for AEW... We've got uh, we had Pac beating Buddy Matthews, so he's in. And then this week on Dynamite, we got Miro versus Ethan Page, and then the final match will end up with uh, Penta versus Malachi Black. And of course, the uh, pay per view June twenty sixth, United Center Chicago, John Moxley versus Tanahashi, AW Championship Interim Championship will be determined on that show. It is not official, but Zack Saber Jr has challenged Brian Danielson for the show. It was a backstage uh, interview after Dominion. He said, American Dragon, can you take some time out of your busy golfing schedule at the Blackpool Country Club to find out who the best technical wrestler in the world is? But I'll tell you now, darling, I can't say what he said, but he says it's him. So, of course, uh, the Best Technical Wrestler Award is named after Brian Danielson in the uh, Observer Awards. And he won the he won it, his own award, from 2005 to 2013, which I guess is why it's named after him. Which, by the way, begs the question why the Best Book Award isn't named after me. Three times I've won that award. And then uh, it was named after Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, from 2014 through 2020 and then danielson won it again last year so uh you know i it's, it'll, it'll all be political who ends up winning the match you know it'll 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 come down to whatever uh you know ghetto and tony khan agree on but i can tell you one thing if daniel bryan had his way zach saber jr is winning that match so we'll we'll see if he's got the power to make that happen but anyway, hopefully that match is announced soon because you don't you don't do that tease and you don't have a match that people want to see because you know like I said on this uh, on this show you ain't gonna get all these dream matches that you want you're just not I said that from day one but I'm not saying you can't have any and I think that this is a great match to put here on this show so uh, Mudo was gonna do an announcement. At uh, the Cyberfest Festival. And of course, uh, Keiji Muto is 59. Uh, he's he's basically, you know, had no knees for probably about 25 years now. And so everybody figured, well, he's going to announce that he's going to uh, retire. And uh, he did. But he will retire next year. So he's still got a whole bunch of matches. But he's letting you know that next spring he is going to retire. But apparently he has uh, five more matches that he wants to do before his retirement. Uh, did not mention if one of them would be with me. But, you know, I guess I'm available. But anyway, he's going to be announcing uh, next year and uh, return to action after recovering from a left hip injury. So add that to his uh, list of maladies, his hip. So that's the update on him. Uh, we had uh, a bunch of interviews over the last couple of weeks about the NWA Always Ready pay-per-view. 
And uh, we were wondering, as late as Friday, what in the world are they doing for the main event of this show? Because, of course, it was supposed to be Nick Aldis versus Matt Cardona. But Matt Cardona not only tore his bicep, but had surgery. So he, he would be out. And so what happened was uh, they did a four-way. And uh, the four-way ended up being Trevor Murdoch, Nick Aldis, Sam Shaw, who was the former Dexter Loomis, and uh, Tom Latimer. And so they had a four-way for the uh, vacant title. And it uh, ended with uh, Trevor Murdoch pinning Nick Aldis to become the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And afterwards, uh, Cardona showed up, and he was supposed to vacate the title, but he refused. And uh, Billy Corgan basically uh, told him, you're vacating the title, brother. So he vacated it, he stormed off, and obviously when he returns, he will be facing whoever is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion at the time. Also, uh, Kenzie Page and Ella Envy, pretty empowered. They defeated Allison Kay and Marty Bell to win the women's tag team titles. And uh, the Commonwealth Connection, Harry Smith and Doug Williams, the same Harry Smith that apparently WWE wanted to brand, what do they want to call him, the uh, uh, Stampede Stud, 2022. Anyway, they beat uh, Bestia, uh, Sace Sace Sace, and uh, Mecca Wolf to win the NWA World Tag Team titles for the first time. So they're the champions. And... uh, that's the main news coming out of the NWA show. WWE also announced the second class of their next-in-line program. Fifteen college athletes from 14 universities, seven NCAA conferences, seven sports. And, uh, you know, this is our deal where, you know, we give people these, these contracts and uh, then they continue to go to school or whatever including high school, as we learned on NXT. But anyway, I like that they have this list of 15. And, uh, you know, they got all their real names. And uh, they're going to change them, obviously, to these uh, horrible, fake NXT names. But I look at these, and some of these names are pretty cool. We got uh, Case Hatch. He's six foot one, which, by the way... They list all of these names here, including uh, Thunder Keck. That's the real name. Thunder Keck. They're going to change it. Anyway, they list all of these names. And then, of course, the first thing. The first. They don't announce, like, you know, Thunder Thunder Keck is a, a football player from Northfield, New Hampshire. No, the first thing they tell you. Is how tall they are and how much they weigh. Thunder Keck, 6'3 and 245. Rachel Glenn, 6 foot. Michaela Hall, 5 foot 5. Malik Carr, 6'5 and 245 pounds. Because you know it's all about size. You can always tell who the men are and who the women are by the size. You know, this, uh, uh, you know, 5'4", probably a female. 6'5", 245, probably a dude. You know what they're looking for. But anyway, 15 new uh, NIL deals have been uh, have been signed, so 
There you go, everybody. The future of this promotion. Thunder Keck! Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-391-8713. That's 800-391-8713. Do you have no credit or bad credit? Well, now it's no problem with YourCreditPulse.com. Our experts have the comprehensive knowledge to help you aggressively navigate and remove any irregularities from your credit report. Call 559-761-9421 for the solution you've been looking for from buying a house or a car or securing your next personal or small business loan. All you have to do to get started with a confidential and free consultation is call 559-761-9421 or go to our website at yourcreditpulse.com now. That's yourcreditpulse.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here. No Sem. Can't forget what his, uh, his issue is, but we're working on it. Actually, we're not working on it. He's going to try and work on it. We've done all we can. But it is time for you, you, my friends, to join the show. Phone number. If you want to text, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. If you want to call, 844-913-2727. That is 844-913-2727. 
And uh, so busy, I didn't get a chance to look at the chat. I don't want to uh, call anybody out, but of course, the first thing I see when I look at the chat is some bloke going, has Brian talked about Jeff Hardy yet? Why do you tune in late and then ask if I talked about what was obviously the top story of the day? I mean, hello? Of course I talked about it! Somebody help me out here on the phone. Let's go to Portsmouth. You're on the air. What's up? Hey, what's up, Brian? It's uh, Brandon. Um, happy uh, belated birthday to you, man. Thanks, brother. And, um, yeah, man. And I want to ask, do you think the fans would turn on Athena if she gets booked to be the one who does dethrone um, Jay Cargill? Um, I know uh, for sure Statlander has been very over. You can tell by her reactions. And um, it does resemble what MJF was kind of talking about in that promo. So it's all very interesting. So I just look at your thoughts on that. Do I think the fans would turn on her? Yeah, like if Athena gets the belt instead of Statlander. I see, I like, see, um, I see, I see. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to thank you very much for the call. See, I don't think they would turn on her for that. You know, they they turned on Ruby because Ruby was in the match and they wanted Statlander to win. And so Ruby took the brunt of it. But, you know, if if Ember Moon is is facing Jade and Statlander's just like, you know, nowhere in sight. I don't I don't know. I don't think they would turn on on Ember Moon. I could be wrong. And quite frankly, I mean, if you if you watched uh, Double or Nothing, they really only turned on Ruby for for that night. Uh, you know, by by the time the pay-per-view came along, you know, Ruby was was super over again. So um, the only one they really turned on and they kept turning on was uh was red velvet but uh you know red velvet she kept getting turned on because they kept booking her to beat popular women in their hometown it was almost like it was by design i don't know if it was or not but it happened so frequently that it was almost like there's no way that she's supposed to get cheered like it's just one popular hometown woman after another that red velvet's going in there and beating so I don't uh I don't think so. All right, let's go to uh the phones. Little Rock, you're on the air. What's going on? Go ahead, you're on the air. Oh, hi. What's up, Brian? What's happening? Uh what do you think about well, it's kind of a two-fold question. What do you think about AEW diminishing the value of the interim championship and should really the Jay White, Switchblade, and JPW title match really go on last and be the main event. What do I? Th you you feel they've devalued the interim title? Well, yeah, I mean a little bit. I mean there was the whole debacle with the Battle Royal, and you know the questionable entrance on maybe like Dave said over the radio, like maybe they should have just had like the few active previous AEW World Champions and. Just have a match there, and then the winner be the interim. Well, yeah, I want to thank you very much for the call. So here's the deal. First off, it's hard to devalue something that has no value yet. So I, I can't say that they've devalued the title. Whether the title will have any value will depend on who wins it and uh, and what they do with it after they, after they win it. So would it have been best for them to just have announced, here are the three available former champions – they are going to have a three-way, and the winner is going to be the champion. 
Yes, that would obviously have been the easiest way to do this. But we have a Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's coming up at the end of June. And so this whole punk thing obviously wasn't planned. It wasn't planned for him to get injured. It wasn't planned for him to have to, uh, you know, do the interim championship deal. But once that was done, okay, well, now we got to figure out what are we going to do for this interim title? And, you know, because of Forbidden Door, they wanted a New Japan guy and they wanted an AEW guy. And, uh, and then he had to figure out how to get there. And yes, I would have it, the Battle Royal, the Winter Faces, Moxley, uh, a match on Dominion. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I think the idea was, listen, we're in this situation right here, and and what can we do to like capitalize on it? And clearly, their idea, and you know, Dynamite did a very good number. It was number one on cable this week. You know, the idea was we, we do a battle royal at the beginning of the show, and then we do the winner against Moxley at the end of the show. That's two big matches on the show. And then, you know, New Japan can do a Dominion match, which, you know, maybe we can, you know, garner some interest for Dominion by doing an, an AEW uh, qualifier there. So it was just a lot of different things to try to bring eyeballs. Was it Was it perfect? No. Does it have any, and, and it really does no bearing on, on what happens with the championship. If uh, John Moxley wins that interim title, and this bro goes on a tear, and he's smashing dudes and having great matches on TV, and, you know, he can bring a lot of value to the interim title. And then, you know, if he's a great interim champion and then Punk comes back, I mean, it'll feel like a big match when they do the unification. So it is too early to determine if there is an issue with the interim title. If you want to say that it's been too convoluted, like my explanation just now, go for it. I would agree there's too much stuff going on, but there's a reason for it. It's not just done for the sake of being convoluted. Dagan, you're on the air, bro. What's up? What's going on, bro? No one else well, could possibly off, be calling from Bellows Falls. <laughs> I don't think there's any anybody else listening to the show from Bellows Falls, Vermont, but... Uh, First off, Brian, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, I wanted to get that out of there. 40 years old. Can't even I, believe it. I'm working on that song for the contest tomorrow, so that should be fun. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on this G1. Uh, we have four blocks now. So do you think that they will have the top point getters in each block face off in sort of a semifinal Thing where you have like A block winner versus B block winner and then C block winner versus D block winner on the other side and then the two face off in the finals, the winners of that. How would you book this, Brian? You know what I do, Dagan? Expanded- <laughs> you know what I do? You know what I do? Here's what I do. What would you do, Brian? All right, so we got uh, we got four blocks, which we don't even know the blocks yet, okay? But let me uh, let me get some names. And uh, completely at random, I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick four winners. So let's say that uh, Dagan out of here so we can get the next bloke on the line. Uh, let's say that your four winners end up being uh, Okada wins a block, Tanahashi wins a block, Naito wins a block, and filthy Tom Lawler wins a block. Four winners. Ah, what do you do with four winners? Well, you could do a four-way. I don't like that idea. So what I would do, uh, you know what I'd do? I would say, here are your four winners. And what we're going to do is we're going to leave it up to the fans. 
and you let the fans pick the two semifinal matches with those four individuals. So maybe the fans want to they want to see Okada versus Filthy and Tanahashi versus Naito. Or maybe they want to see Naito versus Okada for the 555th time and Tanahashi versus Filthy. You let the fans pick those two semis and then ba-bam! You have the finals. That's what I'd do. Just to have a little bit of something different. You know what I'm saying? It's already different. There's already 28 guys in four blocks. We could do something different. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'd do. Because I'm a man. You know what I am, everybody? I'm a man of the people. That's what I am. Uh, let's go to uh, Honolulu. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, hey. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, This might be an unpopular opinion here. But I don't think any title should exist if it doesn't have a purpose. Well, like, yeah. what's the point of a TNT champion? Besides aesthetically, what are you the best wrestler on TNT? Well, uh, you know, based on the name of the belt, uh, yes, he's I guess the best wrestler on TNT. Wouldn't that just be the heavyweight champion, though? Well, here's here's the deal, my friend. You're 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 right, but uh, but here's the deal. So uh, you have a you have a world heavyweight champion. Okay, this is the pinnacle of the sport. Your world heavyweight championship. It is a belt that everybody should want to vie for. You get into this business because you want to be in storyline the world heavyweight champion. In real life, you get into this business because you want to make a lot of money and provide for your family. But in storyline, you want this this belt made of cubic zirconian, whatever. So that's the main title. Now, to keep the prestige of the main title, that main title should largely only be defended on major events. Pay-per-views, you run some show in a stadium with 25,000 people, etc., etc. But... You should also have a title that is defended more regularly on television. So I don't have a problem whatsoever with having a secondary TNT title. Okay? Now, this is because of the size of the roster. Okay? I don't have a problem with uh, Jade Cargill having a TBS championship. They're like being a secondary women's title. But uh, if you have a far fewer number of women, you may only need one big belt that they fight for. But, you know, it's all about equality, even though it's it's about equality, except the rosters aren't equal. Like, if there were 100 women and 100 men, then it would be equal. Then you would have an equal number of championships. But if you have 100 women and 20 men, we still have to make it equal, even though it's unequal. But anyway, but then we move on. Now we've got this, uh, you know, we had the FTW title. Which really is, is, you know, people complain about that and everything, but it doesn't really count. It's like, it's a belt that's only going to be in Taz's stable. It never changes hands. It's rarely defended. Uh, it's just kind of like a, you know, part of Taz's gimmick. We don't need it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when people make a list of titles and they're complaining, it's like they don't ever really do anything with that belt. But uh, this All-Atlantic title... Have you ever, uh, you know what scarcity is? You know what that is? You know, there's, uh, 
you, you want a certain car, but you can't get it. There's like, it's back ordered for three years. But I mean, you could go to the uh, car dealership and just grab a car. But you know, you want the car you can't have. It's scarcity. That's that's what this championship thing should be about. Uh, championship should be scarce. Instead, now it's like there's 50 championships. Oh, you know, I really wanted the world title, but and actually, it's a storyline. I really wanted the world title, but I, I'll 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 just go for the TNT title now. And then we're going to have the all Ameri- you know, the all all Atlantic title, which they haven't said in storyline, but it's basically like, you know, you guys weren't in the the uh, battle royal for a shot at the the main title cuz now you're in a tournament for this, you know, tertiary title. So, like the more titles you have, the less value all of the titles have. Not just the world title, but all of them. So anyway, I, we don't need this belt. It it's uh it's unneeded, you know, I'd be okay with trios titles. But we have way too many singles titles as it is, and uh, that takes away the the titles being special, which is what you don't want to do. The title should be the number one thing. And you know what? Making people happy. Oh, let's have a belt for these guys. Too bad. It's not about making everybody happy. It's about making that title special, and not everybody gets it. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. 
Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-209-6124. 800-209-6124. That's 800-209-6124. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. We're trying to figure out what's up with Sempervivi so we can return tomorrow. But uh, a couple of text messages. Are you going, are we going to give Jeff Hardy unlimited chances to not learn his lessons and watch how this ends as they all usually do? Well, who's we? But no, I don't think that's going to happen. But nothing is official at this point. Marcella says, Brian agreed on the title. What makes it so special as well is the talks on who should have had the title and who did it. I mean, if Arn had ever gotten the heavyweight title, would he be as relevant as he is today or a Jack Swagger? Also, Stampede Stud is my favorite Brazzers film. Hope you had a good day. Thanks, Marcelo. Person says, I'm baffled they're doing Riddle versus Roman on SmackDown next week and not Money in the Bank, which is in Vegas, which is in Riddle's hometown. They can build him up and do their favorite thing, beat him in his hometown. Well, the bigger issue is, uh, you know, they want to make money. And uh, they've already made their money off Peacock. So, you know, putting Roman Reigns on Money in the Bank means absolutely zero to WWE. They don't make one dime if more people watch it because Roman Reigns is on there. But if they do big SmackDown ratings as a result of Roman Reigns defending the title on the show, well, then it comes time to uh, renew your uh, television deal and you make even more money. So, uh, you know, we knew this was going to happen when they sold to Peacock, and that is that you ain't going to get those pay-per-views you used to get. You know, you're going to get something, and they're going to give you matches. But, like, the big stuff... I mean, it's going to be at uh, WrestleMania, or it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, or, uh, you know, wherever they're going to get the most money for this stuff. They don't make any more money on Peacock. They've made their money. They're done. So uh, that's why. Hey, listen, we're out of time. want to thank you all for listening here today. Callers, listeners, and uh, Semper Vivi, everyone at Studio, Dom. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Wrestling Observer Live.